Hello, everybody. We are back here for another edition and show of Red Zone DFS. So welcome back. We are going to break down here week one college football, the Saturday slate this time. So I know I was at you earlier this week for Thursday. Hopefully you did great. Hopefully you won some money. Hopefully you built up that bankroll like we always talk about and ready to fire uh, some more bullets in, a, in the chambers. So uh, we have a massive, gigantic fl- slate here on DraftKings for the main slate, that is, uh, on Saturday. So I'm going to get to it here. Um, I know there's another night slate here, but I'm going to rock really the 14 gamers starting in the morning, go through kind of all the games, go through some of my top stacks, go through the running backs that I like and the one-off receivers as always. So without further ado, let's rock and roll. Um, so... Like I said, I'm going to give kind of a high-level hit here on all these games. Uh, we start off Sam Houston State at Texas A&M. There is no spread on that game uh, because it's probably going to be about 50, 60 to 3 is my guess. Um, so, yeah, there's no spread there. Um, but definitely a game that we should have our eyes on. We then touch on Rutgers at Boston College. BC is a minus 7 favorite there over Rutgers. NC State, 11.5 point favorite over Eastern Carolina. Uh, North Carolina visits App State, who is a half-point favorite as of right now. Buffalo at Maryland. Maryland's a 23.5-point favorite. Colorado State visits Michigan. Bowling Green at UCLA, who's 24.5 points. Cincinnati goes to Arkansas, minus 6. Oregon visits Georgia down in Atlanta, so neutral site. Uh, Not really, but neutral site. Georgia's a 17.5-point favorite. Arizona visits San Diego State, who is a six and a half point favorite. UTEP goes to Oklahoma, 31 and a half there for the Sooners. Houston's a four point favorite down at Texas San Antonio, which is kind of an interesting line. We'll get to that. Troy at Old Miss, who is a 22 point favorite. And then BYU goes down to South Florida and Tampa. BYU is a 12 and a half point road favorite. So getting to kind of the quarterbacks and stacks that I have my eye on here. Um, Starting with Oklahoma, right? Dylan Gabriel is a new regime in Oklahoma. Um, Obviously, they're going to want to get off to a fast start, show that, you know, Lincoln Riley leaving has not decimated the program. They are still very much uh, the Sooners. I think they come out and wallop uh, here on Saturday. Uh, You've got transfer quarterback Dylan Gabriel is now in the mix, um, which is going to be fascinating. Dylan Gabriel was down at UCF, uh, Central Florida, He was awesome down there and kind of a spread, let it fly offense. So hopefully they let him kind of cook. Uh, I got to imagine they're going to keep kind of the similar offense. But with Lincoln Riley gone, there was some controversy, obviously, with Stoops and the receiver coach being gone. Um, Kind of interesting uh, what's gone on there at Oklahoma. Or not Stoops, I'm sorry. I'm forgetting his name right now. But the receiver coach was gone after uh, kind of some controversy of a team meeting. So, Look, Oklahoma is still very much stacked. They still should absolutely smoke UTEP here at home to open the season. Dylan Gabriel's at 9,200. He's a really good play, in my opinion. You've got Marvin Mims, Theo Weiss. uh, Weiss. You've got Drake Stoops returning, um, going through kind of the receiving core. Look, again, they're just loaded, right? So uh, Trayvon West, you've got... um, Let's see, Jaleel Farouk, he's going to start uh, at 4,100, I think, is a really good play, really interesting play. Um, just kind of making some notes here um, as in real time. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of guys you can pair up here. 
you know, we've traditionally seen these big teams in these games, you know, really rotate the receivers and get a lot of different people action, especially when we start approaching like a 30 point lead, 40 point lead. So, you know, hopefully some of these guys can hit value and put up two, three scores. We'll see. But Marvin Mims, obviously up top, um, Theo Weiss, Drake Stoops, like I said, and Jaleel Farouk, uh, 4,100, I think are all really interesting and good plays. Moving down a little bit down, uh, down the list, we go to kind of my second, well, not necessarily a favorite, but the second guy that I have my eye on, Talia Tagalova. Um, obviously, you know, his brother, Tua, at Alabama, uh, Tagalovia. Uh, I'm totally butchering that name, but that's okay. It's late here. Uh, he is, he put up some pretty good numbers last year for Maryland, 30, 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, 11 picks average about 22 DraftKings points a game. We'd like to see a little bit more out of that with where he's at price wise approaching nine K. Um, you know, ideally we like to go three X, uh, here to hit value. So I'm a little bit nervous with that, but they are playing Buffalo. They're huge favorites at home. If they're going to put up some massive numbers, this is a game that you should look to. Um, early in the season for Maryland. I do really like his weapons as well. Rakeem Jarrett, 5,900, and Dante Demas at 68. You also have Jacob, Jacob Copeland down there at 4,200 that you could go to as well. So I think it's a pretty safe spot. We've seen um, him hit value and this stack hit value a few times in the past. Um, he's put up 30, 35 points, no problem before. So we could see that very much in this spot. So as much as he's priced up, still an interesting option here. Um, moving on to the next one, I do have some interest in Dorian Thompson Robinson at UCLA. UCLA, you know, they're sneaky, and I really like them in this spot because I think all the hype, obviously, all year long has been versus you, or all, all offseason has been at USC. Sorry, stealing all the thunder down in Southern California. UCLA, I think, is just as good, if not a better football team. There's a lot of people out there that think they are better. Uh, Thompson Robinson put up some amazing numbers last year in Chip Kelly's system. You've got Cam Brown returning. Jake Bobo is returning um, at receiver. Um, they've got some dudes, man. And I think this offense is just primed like always to kind of put up numbers and put up stats. So they do have a good running back, which we'll get to. But UCLA, huge favorites over Bowling Green at home in the Rose Bowl. I think they show out pretty good here. Um, so I think up top, if you're looking, you know, in terms of quarterback pricing, my favorites are probably Gabriel and Thompson, uh, or Dorian Thompson Robinson at UCLA. But again, don't forget about Tagalovia. Definitely can't say his name. That's okay. Uh, at Maryland as like kind of the third option up top, if you're going to go there and kind of play in that space. Um, I know Stetson Bennett is up there. I don't have any interest, Adam, at that 9,400. I think, you know, George's game plan is pretty clear. They're going to do what they do. I think absolutely can he put up numbers for sure. But we know the Georgia game plan. Um, I can't pay 9,400 for him. I will have some interest in his weapons, but that's just not – I'm not going to go there, not to start the season. Um, if you move down the list a little bit, you do have Haynes Keene starting for Texas A&M. He was named the starter. Um you know, this is an interesting matchup. He looked pretty good early in the year before he got hurt last season. And look, Texas A&M is gigantic favorites, right? So, again, they have some national championship aspirations. They, you know, obviously have the, the beef with Alabama. They had an amazing recruiting classes last year. I think Texas A&M is in a pretty good spot here. Again, if you're looking to hit value and looking to, um, you know, looking for that, like, top-end value that could explode, Texas A&M could be that team. Um 
Will their offense be that good all year long? I don't know. Um, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be playing a whole lot of them. We'll see um, in SEC-type matchups because I think their uh, formula is very much run the ball, play defense. But in this spot, you got to consider uh, Haynes King kind of kicking things off. So <clears throat> going down, <clears throat> you've got Jackson Dart for Old Miss at 8,300. Now, it was reported earlier in this week that he is going to be the co-starter. Um, with Luke Altmeyer. So I don't know how this one's going to go. I was much higher on Jackson Dart, obviously, before that news came out. We don't know what that rotation is going to look like. It could be every other series. It could be quarters. I'm not really sure. So in that case, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to commit to him, especially in tournaments. Um, but I think you could definitely look to his weapons. We're going to get both good quarterback play, I think, out of both guys. Um, but again, to hit value and to kind of put up massive numbers, it's tough if they're going to rotate to kind of pick one. So I do like Jonathan Mingo and I do like Michael Trigg. Um, you know, so if you're going to go to that game, I think you can very much play the weapons, but it's just tough to kind of pin down a quarterback this early in the season when we know they're going to rotate. So just be cautious of that if you're going to go this direction. Um, like I said, I do have interest in Ole Miss, but um, you know, against Troy, they should put up massive numbers. They've got a lot of weapons here. Um, Jalen Robinson's another guy um, that I didn't mention. He's at 6,700. He's probably going to start in the slot. Um, so Mingo, Robinson, Trigg. You also got guys like Watkins and Jackson. So there's a lot of guys in play here. Uh, but Ole Miss, interesting stack. I wouldn't necessarily go quarterback there, but the weapons very much could be kind of your, your second or third stack to round out a lineup. Next guy, I do have some interest in Clayton Toon for Houston. Um, Toon last year was good. You know, I, I thought he was, a, I think he's a pretty good player, pretty good quarterback. Um, he's sitting at 7,900, which is why I have some interest in him. We saw some ceiling games from this guy last year, putting up in that 25 to 35 point range. You know, in a matchup like this, I do think um, Texas San Antonio is a pretty good team, but he does have Nathaniel Dell back, who is an absolute baller at the receiver position. So, for me, it's a very clear stack if I'm going this way. It's Tune and Dell, and I think you just ride it uh, and go for it. So 7,900, I like him as like a bring back your second quarterback and second stack. Um, Clayton Tune, Houston, I, I think you got to have some interest there. Oh, and Sean Carter, I'm sorry, 5,600 is the other receiver that I think you should look to. Matthew Golden is in the mix, but um, I do think that Sean Carter is the guy that I would probably pair him with with Nathaniel Dell if you're going to go – like a legit stack here moving down the list another guy who you know he doesn't get a whole lot of respect but he is a damn good football player is Devin Leary for NC State um NC State is very much underrated I think in college football they're a very good football team uh we saw Leary have some really good games last year versus Wake Forest Florida State Louisville, Miami. I mean, this guy was putting up 30 points a game in that run there. Um, so he has the upside. We know it. We've seen it. Eastern Carolina, they should blow by these guys and, and absolutely romp them on Saturday. So at 7,500 with Thayer Thomas and Devin Carter as his two main receivers, kind of think this one's pretty sneaky as well that I like. Um, moving down the list a little bit, we've got KJ Jefferson at Arkansas at 7,400. Do have some interest here. KJ Jefferson's a really good football player. Cincinnati's not going to be a breeze, but they got absolutely decimated, you know, by the draft. They lost a lot of guys. Obviously, Sauce Gardner on defense, their number one corner, best player on the team. Um, you've got Jadon Hasselwood, who transferred from Oklahoma, Nick Mardner, Matt Landers. They've got some new weapons. They've got some new guys in the mix there. 
Um, I think Arkansas is a pretty good football team. I'd like, again, KJ Jefferson here. Um, I do like SEC schools early on when they're playing non-SEC schools, especially with Cincinnati coming off kind of a magical season where everything came together for them. So I think this is a pretty good spot for Arkansas if you want to go this way as well in a stack. Um, going down, again, price-wise, I'm just kind of going in a row of guys I have interest in. I know I'm skipping over some, but it's for a reason because I'm probably not playing them. Um, BYU, Jaron Hall, 7,200. I think the reason why I like him is you've got a pretty good matchup here. BYU is a 13-point favorite on the road. We saw Jaron Hall, again, have some really good numbers last year in some big games. Um, he can definitely put it up uh, and get after it. He also has a little bit of rushing ability, which I like. Uh, they're playing South Florida, which should be a win for BYU. He's got Puka Nakua uh, at receiver. He's got Gunnar Romney returning. Chris Jackson at 3K. Min Price is getting a lot of buzz for BYU right now. That's a guy to definitely keep an eye on. Um, I think I heard that he is in line to start, I believe. Let me just double check that uh, before I'm giving you um, some false info here. But um, a lot of people um have, have just Chris Jackson is earmarked on there. So keep an eye on that. When we see, you know, depth charts kind of come out and we start seeing some buzz as we get closer to Saturday, um, very much could be in the mix. You also have Isaac Rex returning, who is cleared to play on Saturday. So there's a lot of options here you could go to. And again, there's a few guys that are in the cheaper side that you could pair him with, with Chris Jackson, Romney, um, Rex, like they've got some dudes. So this is another stack that you can kind of be at like your stack number two, or even you could go, you know, a KJ Jefferson, Jaron Hall and Arkansas BYU stack and just load up at running back. So there's a lot of different ways to attack this slate. These are just some of the options that I'm going to be playing around with. The next guy down here, um, DraftKings obviously did not raise his price a whole lot after um, last week's absolute wallop. North Carolina, um, Drake May looked freaking awesome. Um, he looked like he just took the reins and is not looking back um, from last year and losing a bunch of guys. He still got his receiver and Josh Downs returning. Christian Wells is there. Um, so, yeah, they did not raise his price, I don't believe. Or if they did, it was not a whole lot. Um, but Drake May for North Carolina, I think, is a really sneaky play at this price. My guess is because a lot of people saw that game last week there wasn't many on, he's going to be pretty damn chalky, but he's in a great matchup. And if he looks like he did last week throwing, you know, what was it, five touchdowns, um, you know, like you, you may have to eat the chalk on that one. So I think Drake may is probably my favorite pay down, but you know, he's right there with Jefferson hall, Leary kind of in that lower seven K range that you could, you could go to. And the only other guy that I really have my eye on Phil Jerkovich, uh, he made some headlines earlier this week, absolutely trashing Brian Kelly and Notre Dame of how they handled him. He's dirt cheap, 6,300. Boston College uh, is taking on, uh, where is it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Rutgers. Uh, yeah, so Boston College at home playing Rutgers. He's got his boy Zay Flowers back. I think Jerkovich is interesting, too, because he can use his legs and get some points here. So, um, I, I have some interest here. I, I really do. Um, I think he's sneaky. I, I liked playing him last year because he's just kind of a playmaker. Um, he's going to frustrate you at times. And then all of a sudden you'll look back down and he'll go from, you know, eight fantasy points in the third quarter to finishing with 22, 24. So, you know, just ride that wave, be prepared for it. That's kind of who he is. 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of my player pool. I don't have a whole lot of interest. I did with Jaden Delora, um, the transfer from Washington State, but Arizona's terrible, and San Diego State's a better football team. So Jaden Delora, if you want to get super weird and crazy, I guess you could go that way. But those are kind of my guys that I'm rolling with. I know that's a lot there, but I just wanted to give a lot of different options to start the season and different directions you can kind of take this. Um, and kind of just rounding it out, I think if I'm going to go up top again, Gabriel, Thompson, Robinson are my favorites. Um, and I will be mixing in Drake May, Jerkovich, and probably if I'm going to go favorite here, I'll go KJ Jefferson. So those are my favorites at the quarterback position and receivers to bring it back with. Moving on to running back. Uh, so you've got Eric Gray up top, Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy there, right? And we just talked about Oklahoma's going to try to get out to a fast start. I think he's a very solid play. Not my favorite because he is the highest price guy. Uh, I think um, I've got a few other guys that I'm, I'm higher on just because of price consideration. But if you want to go to Eric Gray, I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. You've got Zach Charbonnet, at UCLA at 7,900. He was a beast last year, uh, averaged 21 points a game. He finished off really strong as well, kind of in that 25 to 30 point uh, a game like zone. Um, he's going to be a major focal point. We know as much as you think of Chip Kelly offense as passing, they like to run the ball. So if he's going to get 20 to 25 carries, absolutely sign me up up top for him. Moving down, I think Zach Evans for Ole Miss is one of the best running backs in the country. Um, I was stoked when he left TCU and kind of joined Ole Miss, um, a bigger program. Um, I think Zach Evans is legit. And I think he could, you know, well, Heisman's not really a uh, – non-quarterback award anymore, but I think Zach Evans can challenge the likes of B. John Robinson, some of these other guys as the top running back in the country when it's all said and done. I think he's that good. So I'm really curious to see how he looks in this offense with Lane Kiffin. I love Zach Evans in this spot, 7,800. He's probably my favorite running back on the slate. Um, I think he's going to put up a big, big game on Saturday. Going down, Devin Achane, Texas A&M, 7,600. He's right below He's kind of the other guy up top that I'm looking to. You know, you can very much consider Blake Corum. I just don't know how much they're going to need him. You know, Michigan's playing this game around Robin in terms of the quarterback position, which tells me that they know they're going to steamroll Colorado State. Um, you know, you could play Blake Corum, but I think at that price point, I'm probably going to be looking um, to some other guys. But Corum, Achain, Evans, Sharbana, and Gray are all very much in play here. Um Going down, I do have some interest in Kerry McIntosh, who's taking the reins in Georgia at 6,600. Again, I like this because we know it should be a fairly competitive game against Oregon, and Georgia wants to run the ball. That's what they want to do. Um, so this guy should get a heavy dose of carries, and got to love that. Um, below that, Raheem Sanders from Arkansas. He is kind of taking the reins down there uh, for the Hogs. I have interest in him. He's sitting at 6,400. Christopher Brooks for BYU. He is there at 6,100. Um, let's see, moving down. An interesting play is Tashawn, uh, Tashawn Henry for Houston, 5,800. I talked about this Houston team. I think you could go a quarterback, running back, receiver stack here for the Cougs. Um, I think that's a pretty interesting play, a way to get a little bit different on the slate once again. Jordan Houston is at 5,900 for NC State. Um I think that's a really interesting play. 
And then, um, yeah, so I, and, and again, kind of rounding it out, I mentioned Quorum at 7,300. I think you could also look to Donovan Edwards. Uh, if they're going to blow Colorado State out, which everyone thinks they're going to, um, again, you can look to the running back too, no doubt about it, um, and play Edwards and, you know, just hope that Quorum doesn't see a whole lot of action because they don't need to run him into the ground in this matchup and hope Edwards gets a, you know, a significant bulk of the carries here. So um, that is another guy you can play um going down a little bit more you know i don't know if there's anyone necessarily that you can look to i mean ryan montgomery for cincinnati at 5300 is going to start um again i think arkansas is pretty good so that's a tough matchup um but new quarterback in cincy i could see them giving him the ball a ton to kind of slow things down and try to keep them in that game on the road so yeah i think ryan montgomery is in play very much um that's pretty much where I would sit. Chance Bell for San Diego State. I'm just looking here, um, kind of scrolling and see if anything else pops. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you wanted to go Chance Bell for San Diego State, I believe he's leading the backfield for them. Please double check that. I haven't researched San Diego State a whole lot right now uh, as of this point, but he's going to lead Arizona is really not a good football team. So I think you could go there for sure. Um, as far as one-off receivers that I like, I mean, Brock Bowers is, is the best tight end in the country. Uh, he's pretty much unguardable at this level. Um, he's going to be a major focus point and the number one option in Georgia's offense for sure. So 7,600 seems pretty hefty, but, um, you know, if you're paying that for Mims or Dell or Josh Downs, Bowers is just as much upside as any of those guys. Um, so I really like him here. Adonai Mitchell. He's also a guy, George, I talked about. I'm not going to pay that price for Stetson Bennett, but you could play him at 7,100. He should be a starting receiver for the Bulldogs. Uh, Ronnie Bell at Michigan, 6,600. He's returning. Um, he had that injury last year where he missed a huge chunk of the season. Um, I think he is someone to keep an eye on. Evan Stewart for AM, he's at 4,800. He's a guy who's going to start um, and I think is getting quite a bit of buzz down there. Um, Let's see, Christian Sims for Bowling Green. Um, the reason I'm listing him is I have a feeling they're going to be trailing. They like to throw the ball anyways. 4,300, I think you could do a lot worse than that. Uh, and a guy who's going to be a top option in Bowling Green's offense. Um, so that's Christian Sims, 4,300 again. And then um, let's see, and then you've got Josh Wiley, who's a returning for Cincinnati. He's going to be that reliable option for them. Um, I think he's interesting for sure. Um I'm missing anybody else. Uh, Malik Heath, uh, I didn't mention him with the old Miss stacks. He's at 3,900. He's another pay down guy you could look to. Um, just trying to scroll real quick, guys, see if there's anybody else that kind of pops up for my notes. Um, I think that's pretty much it. So that's kind of where I'm rolling. So hopefully that gives you guys, you know, some different options to build. You know, I don't like giving out lineups or necessarily because college is so uh, volatile in terms of, you know, you have one game that shoots and pops off and goes to an over under of 80, 85 points or one team, you know, steamrolls for 65 points or something like that. It could throw off the entire slate. But these, this is kind of my player pool. This is what I like going through, allowing you guys, hopefully, if you're building some multiple lineups or, you know, your three entering um, some tournaments and things like that, there's enough guys here that you can kind of pick from this player pool and hopefully have some luck there um, pairing up the right guys. So that's kind of it. Um, 
again, early in the season, try to stick with what you know. Um, we'll get some more news, obviously, as we get closer to kick here on Saturday. But definitely follow me on social media. Um, I'm at Vinny Levine 29. Follow the Red Zone DFS account. That's Red Zone underscore DFS on Twitter. Both of those are popping off with uh, news leading up to kickoff. And definitely, you know, if you have any interesting drops or nuggets, I know we had one last week. I mentioned on the last pod, some guys are dropping in comments like their local team or their the school they went to. They have some inside knowledge of some guys that look good in camp that I didn't mention. Hell yeah, drop that in. Let's uh, obviously share info. There's plenty of uh, pieces of the pie to go around. Um, so if there's anything else that I missed, definitely call me out on it. Let me know. Uh, I'm always trying to improve and get a little bit better. So yeah, that pretty much does it. So if you guys like what you hear, definitely subscribe. Please give us a rating or drop us a comment, thumbs up, whatever that is. Um, and yeah, we're going to be bringing a ton of content here each week for college football. Obviously, NFL kicks off next week and we'll be rocking and rolling all three of us on the pod. So that's it for Saturday's Slate. Good luck. And until next time.